Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. On the show today, we break down the Nationals' 11-8 loss to the Marlins. What should the Nationals do about the struggling Austin Voth? And then we take a look ahead to the Nationals and Philly series, which begins tonight on Tuesday and goes through Thursday. 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki! See you later! The Nats have won it! Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth! This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. It's a grand slam! Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. You are listening to the Locked On Nationals podcast. Your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. All right, let's get to it. Last night, it was Marlins 11, Nationals 8 in a game that took over four hours. The Marlins go to 12 and 11. The Nats fall to 11 and 15. It was Pablo Lopez making the start for the fish. He got the victory. Austin Voth took the loss for the Nationals. We'll get to him in a second. I want to discuss the positive stuff first for the Nationals. The positives were this. After the fourth inning, it was 7-0 Marlins. The last five innings, the Nationals scored eight runs. So that was positive. They responded with three in the fifth. They got two in the seventh, three in the eighth. And a three-run home run from Adam Eaton when it was 11-5 to made this thing a legitimate ball game. And I, I think you have to credit the Nationals uh, for fighting no, you know, the offensive output was there on a night where they needed it to be, but asking them to, you know, score 11 runs uh, was a bit too much. Things that we've talked about in this podcast, hitting with runners in scoring position, the Nats did that last night. They were 6 of 19 with runners in scoring position, so, you know, they were able to drive in a good amount of runs in those situations. Adam Eaton last night, two hits driving in four runs. Juan Soto getting four hits last night. Eight different Nationals getting hits. The team worked six walks. Uh, as well so they had good patient at bats the offense for once was not the issue and the issue last night was the pitching Austin Voth only makes it three and two-thirds innings six hits six earned runs given up three walks only three strikeouts it has been a struggle so far for Austin Voth this season Mark Zuckerman had a really nice piece yesterday following the loss the big question was can the Nationals continue to afford putting out Austin Voth every fifth night to pitch? I think it's a really interesting question because with a guy like Austin Voth, you know, somebody who you believed was going to fight for that fifth starting spot, in an ideal world, you would give him time, you would give him some opportunities to work things out, and they still might do that. But the problem has become that if the Nationals want to be competitive in this season, and Obviously they do, you know, they're not, they're not too far out of things. It's getting late early per se, but they're still not too far out of things. If the Nationals want to compete, can they keep putting Austin Voth out there? Voth right now, it was 75 pitches yesterday, three and two thirds innings. And Davey Martinez said, quote, our starting pitchers got to go deeper in the games, end quote. 
He said also he's just got to throw more strikes. Austin both said he's got to change some things quick, but also said he feels like he's close. Those two things, they don't necessarily mesh, in my opinion, saying, oh, I feel like I'm close, but I need to change stuff quickly. And look, here's the thing is that, you know, Anibal Sanchez did get things going in the right direction. It appears he made some changes pretty quick, but... I don't know if Austin Voth is that close. He struggled with control last night, and when he did control the ball, especially in that fourth inning, the Marlins were all over him. And, uh, you know, you can't put your bullpen in that kind of spot, especially in a season like this. So you have to think now, what are the Nationals' options when it comes to Austin Voth's starting position? There are three options the way I see it. Pretty simple stuff. One, you ride it out with Austin Voth. There's kind of two schools of thought here. Uh, a, you know, you, you trust the guy and, um, you know, just he's going to be your guy and you can move forward. Or B, hey, this is a guy that we like. We want him to develop. And you know what? This season, it is shortened. We might not be as competitive right now. Let's give him a chance to see what he's got. And this could be an important year in his development. We discussed this on the podcast actually yesterday during the, during the weekend review. I think it's it, this is an opportunity sometimes, especially for a team like the Nationals, where they're facing a lot of injuries, to give some guys like Voth an opportunity to say, hey, this is what I've got. Hey, work out of stuff here and figure things out. So that is your first option, is you keep it with Austin Voth. Number two, you could replace him with somebody currently on the roster. I, I kind of snicker when I say that because... We know that depth has been an issue. Specifically, the Nationals' pitching depth is an issue. Right now, I mean, the only guy I feel comfortable saying could take that spot is Will Crow. You've only seen Seth Romero in limited action. That's a guy that you think might be a starter. I don't see Jackson Rutledge. I don't think they're going to... Um, they wouldn't be that brash, that bold, to push Jackson Rutledge up into the major leagues to take that spot right now. And so... I don't see many other options for that fifth starting position besides Will Crow. And we saw him throw this weekend. Not his best stuff, but if you know if you wanted to, that's a direction you could go. I don't know if the results would be much different. I feel like with Will Crow Will Crow's youth and lack of experience, you still might just have a pitcher who's going through some growing pains. That might just be the result of that starting spot. So as it sits right now, your rotation is going to be Scherzer, Corbin, Sanchez, Fetty, and Voth. Do you want, I mean, I'm fine with the Fetty's performance right now. The only way I could see, you know, internally, if they want to replace uh, Austin Voth, it's going to have to be Will Crow at the moment. And he just seems like the most likely candidate. The third option is you could trade for an arm. And I would refer you all Back to my conversation with Max Raymond last week of District on Deck, we discussed, hey, what are the possibilities the Nationals do go after a starting pitching arm? Which sounds crazy to think, knowing how comfortable they were with their rotation heading into the year. But now they're in a spot where, because of injuries, and you know Joe Ross sitting out, not blaming him once again, but Joe Ross sits out, Steven Strasburg is out too, and now you're down two guys who you thought would be in your starting rotation. The Austin Voth experiment has not worked out so far. And if the Nationals want to be competitors, this is the most likely option, in my opinion, if they are serious about winning this season. 
I'm not saying this is the most likely option in general. I'm saying if Mike Rizzo is, uh, you know, talking about being a buyer at the deadline and saying, yes, I fully can, I fully, excuse me, intend on competing this year. That's where I think their best chance at getting a better result would go. Now, what would you have to give up? Depends on the pitcher, depends on the arm. Johnny Cueto is a guy that we've heard a lot about. I think he'd be the most likely candidate, but I think other teams who are more competitive are going to put forward probably better offers. I think that spot the Nationals are in right now, this is not a position where you've got a ton of stuff uh, in, in terms of the farm system you're willing to give away with the spot you're at in the standings. This is not a you know do-or-die season. You just got the ring. There's no reason to give up the farm to replace you know a struggling Austin vote, in my opinion. I think the be- if you if you are dead set on doing something about that Voth starting spot, and right now Davey Martinez is not, maybe uh, Mike Rizzo is a bit more apt to go at it and say, hey, I want to do something about this, and that's a conversation obviously those two are going to have to have. But I, I think right now the most likely course of action is going to be sticking with Voth, and I would not hit the panic button. I would not go out in terms of going out and buying somebody. I would not hit the panic button and go get somebody. I would say his performances are alarming, and I don't think his, I mean, his confidence is clearly not there. That is such an issue when it's, you know, kind of, you know, it's it's the reverse of Scherzer. I mean, Scherzer has been uncharacteristic in his last couple starts, but predominantly during his Nationals tenure, when you go out there, the team around him is very confident in him. The manager is confident that he can get seven innings, in Davey Martinez's case, a bit too confident as of late. But you're confident you're going to get seven strong, quality innings, out of a guy like Max Scherzer, the inverse is happening right now with Austin Voth. You feel like he might get knocked out by the fourth inning. You feel like you're lucky if you get five full strong innings. His last outing, five innings, give up five runs. About uh, half balls and strikes, so he was about 50-50 and was not very accurate. So the Nationals are now in a bit of a quandary about what they do at that Voth spot. I would give it one more start. If it's if it's a complete disaster, make the switch to Crow. I would not go out and trade. I would make sure they would not go out and give up anything they wouldn't necessarily normally do just for the sake of being competitive and trying to dig yourself out of a hole when you're over 40%, almost 45% of the way through this season. But as I see it, I mean, those are your three options. One, you ride with them. Two, you replace them with Will Crow or anybody else in the organization. I'm not sure who else it would be. Three, you go out and trade for somebody. All right, coming up next, we're going to quickly preview the Nationals-Phillies three-game set that starts tonight on Tuesday and runs through Thursday. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting, best-for-you sports performance bar in the game right now. They've got 18 flavors now, six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, Cherry Barchia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. They still have the 12 original flavors, 6 with nut, 6 without nut. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON. And also, you got a chance to win a free cooler as well with the purchase. So once again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your next order. All right, before we get out of here, let's take a look at the Nationals' upcoming series with the Phillies. It's a three-game set starting uh, tonight on Tuesday, 
and the Nationals come into the series tied with the Phillies for last place in the National League East. The Nats are 11 and 15. The Phillies are 10 and 14, both four games back of the Braves. The Nats are 6 and 11 at home, where the series will be taking place. The Phillies are 2 and 6 on the road. So both teams uh, not good in the environments that they're going to be playing in. Your pitching matchups. It's Eric Fetty versus Jake Arrieta, Patrick Corbin versus Eric, Aaron Nola, which should be probably your, you know, your kind of featured matchup uh, of this, this three-game set. And then Scherzer and Spencer Howard will be the matchup on Thursday. All these are post-6 o'clock start time, so you guys should be able to catch all of these. Important series, obviously they're all important, but this one uh, could be a deciding factor in kind of how the rest of the season plays out. The Nats needed to generate some momentum because they're playing a good stretch right now in terms of how the schedule lines up. They've got the Phillies, then they're at Boston, at Philadelphia, and at Atlanta. But these next 10 games or so should be an opportunity for the Nats to potentially rack up some wins against some teams that have not been uh, not been strong so far this season. With the Phillies, the key is get the bullpen. Their bullpen's been a disaster so far this season. Starting pitching's been pretty decent. But if they can knock out those starting pitchers and get to the bullpen, I like the Nationals' chances. They're going to have two, at least, stout tests on paper, it appears, in uh, in Jake Arrieta and Aaron Nolan starting off. But if they can get to those bullpens, I like the Nationals' chances to get at least two wins in this series. And I think they do take two of three and finally build some momentum. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On... Uh, Make sure you guys check out the Locked On MLB podcast as well as the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All of these things are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors and follow Locked On Nationals at LO Nationals. We will be going live on Periscope and live on the Locked On feed on Thursday night. Ray Dunn, my good friend from Temple, will be joining me. Big Phillies fan will be doing a live stream for the finale of Phillies and Nationals on Thursday night.